0: Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Youth Vibes, I'm Daniel Sule. The Nigerian economy has become a buzzword for just about everything that goes wrong in the country. The price of corn goes up, blame the economy. The cost of servicing a vehicle goes up, blame it on the economy. The cost of a plane ticket doubles, blame it on the economy. And just about everything else in the country from our elections to our food choices are in some way tied to the workings of the economy. This week on Youth Vibes, we're considering another of the spheres of influence: economy and commerce. Most other speakers we've had on this series have made the case for why their sphere is important. For this one, we barely have to look around us to get a sense of why the economy, as a sphere of influence, matters. Professor Likita Alba is the head of the Department of Economics at the University of Jos. Welcome, sir. Thank you. He also recently served as the board chairman at Chapel of Faith and the University of Jos. And over this episode, we'll explore the economy, considering how it functions, its place in society, and the need for believers to be invested in this sphere of society. Enjoy the show. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for accepting our invite. We 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 looked long and hard. I'm not sure we had told you this yet, but we looked long and hard to find somebody that was invested in this field. And then we finally said okay wait why why don't we just look at the university of just it's it's right here in our community sure and we, had, we had we had one of our friends that helped us reach out to you and you accepted our invite thank you again thank you but I, I think one of the reasons why it was particularly complicated to find somebody to talk about this topic was because most people don't generally understand how the economy works so, can you you are you are head of department of economics? <laughs> can you explain to us the Lives audience how the economy works?
1: What the economy is made up of, um, basically three components: okay, the production side, hmm. the distribution side, right, then the consumption side
0: production, distribution, consumption.
1: Consumption, yes. And um, the three are interwoven. Okay. Because um, without the producer, you can't get to the distributor. Mm. Without the distributor, you can't get to the consumer. So, uh, they interact. Mm. And in the process of this interaction, it needs human beings to drive it. Right. Uh, Human beings are engaged in production. Mm. Human beings are engaged in distribution, distribution. and human beings are engaged in the consumption processes. Mm. So um, any action that is taken by any of the economic players will affect the chain, Mm. either positively Mm. or negatively. So if there's a slight change in the production line, it will affect the distribution line and the end user who is the consumer we have to bear the brunt because those changes will end up at the table mm. of the consumer mm. so uh, that is how the economy works so uh, in every system that uh, operates government try as much as possible to ensure that there's stability in production mm. when there's stability in production it also brings stability in distribution It also brings stability in consumption in terms of prices, in terms of, you know, uh, welfare, because once the prices increases, it affects the welfare of the consumer. Uh, And of course, without the consumer, the producer can also operate Mm. because the producer depends on the payment uh, by the consumer Mm. to generate enough income to buy raw materials and continue the process of production. So Mm. it's a chain reaction. that's why you see most times people blame most of the
0: things on the the economy economy. okay interesting now the way you've broken it down for us it just seems like it is a simple relationship (laughs) it is somebody produces somebody purchases and even from what you said at the end you said the producers need the consumer's money to purchase raw materials so even at that point the producer becomes a consumer Mm. of somebody else's raw materials so if it is simply that, if the economy is simply I'm buying this because you're selling it, then why is it so hard for this country, for Nigeria, to get its economy on track?
1: Well, there are many, many reasons. Um, okay. Uh, some of the reasons are political in nature. Okay. Okay. Um, and then some of the reasons are entrepreneurship in nature. Okay. Some of the reasons are also tied to our foreign partners. Hmm. So um, it's difficult to fix because many times um, you will see a lot of mismatch. Mm. Uh, between the system and the operators of the system. Mm. For instance, um, you go to the bank. You expect that the person that will be working in the bank is either an accountant, an engineer, um, uh, uh or a banker or an economist, but many times you see that the person that is doing marketing is an engineer right and then the issue is you train him on the job hmm. Hmm. all right that is acceptable but he lacks the basic foundations right. and right. the workings and the reasoning hmm. around many of the things that he's supposed is to do. doing right so that is part of it then you also have the political aspect of it Uh, we don't put the right pegs at the right places. Mm. Mm. You know, you will see somebody who says, oh, well, plateau, for example, is a place where you can um, plant oil palm and it can yield a lot. Mm. But somebody will tell you, no, I don't like that person in plateau. Because Mm -hmm. of this, because of that, because of that, so the potential that is available there is undermined Mm -hmm. by political setting. Interesting. So that is creating problem for us. Then we also have the foreign part. Uh, Most of our, uh, let me put it mildly, Uh, foreign trade partners, they are not interested in developing us. Mm. It is we that we decide to develop ourselves. So, if somebody is coming to invest maybe from China, Mm. his primary motive is to make profit out of Nigeria. Mm. Mm. He's not concerned about transferring the knowledge Mm. so that the Nigerian can become self-sufficient and produce the same commodity because he wants you to always depend on him Mm. from China. And so long as we are unable to disengage from that kind of relationship, then our economy keeps remaining the way it is. Because you see here now, virtually everything we consume is imported.
0: Right.
1: as ordinary as toothpick as ordinary as matches is imported into nigeria so you cannot fix a country like that if you want to fix a country like nigeria you must have policies that focus on the local manpower the local skills okay. the local ability develop those abilities create the environment where these abilities can thrive Mm. let's take for example for instance uh three years ago government decided that uh, let there be a ban on importation of rice right three years after government has opened the borders Mm. so the people that have invested their money in rice farming cannot face the competition of the imported rice why because here you are struggling with power you Mm. are struggling with infrastructure road Mm. you are struggling with security you are struggling with providing maybe borehole for yourself Mm. you all of those things are costs associated with production process so we must be a nation that we protect the local entrepreneur the local businessman the local commerce to thrive if we want our economy to be fixed because we don't expect foreigners to come and fix our economy for us it's never done in any nation so if we want to get it right go to any part of this world you will see nigerians that are thriving Right. Because we have the skill, we have the knowledge, we have the ability, we have the stamina. Mm. But our policy and our political structure does not support local content and development of local content. That's why we are not able to get it. Take, for example, the oil production. We produce the oil in Nigeria. We export it in crude form. Mm. When we export it, it is processed outside. Then we import the processed part and bring it back Mm. to Nigeria and sell to Nigeria. And in fact, what they sell to us is the inferior one. The good one is retained in their own country. So if we want to fix our country, we can do it. But policy must be right. There must be consistency. In, in the focus of the government and encouragement in terms of, you see, most places in the community, the road is pro- provided by the entrepreneur himself. Right. Yes. The yes. security is provided by the entrepreneur mm-hmm. himself. The water is provided by the entrepreneur himself. So all of these things must build into the cost, but. The imported materials, before the factory is established, there's road, Mm. there's water, Mm. there's security. And on top of that, there's subsidy that is given for production. There's subsidy that is given in terms of purchases for Mm. excess production Mm. so that the farmer does not suffer, so that um, the entrepreneur does not suffer. But our own, everybody is left to himself. So, we have a lot to do, but it is possible.
0: You raise, you raise an interesting point there. So, you you just talked about how, um, for anything to for any, for any local production efforts to succeed, infrastructure is important. Sure. Now, if you ask some people in government, they will tell you that we do not have the money. Or the funds necessary to provide decent infrastructure, and so what we need is for people in the country, individuals in the country, to raise small, start small businesses, and run their businesses to the point where they're generating enough to help the economy. And then when we when we've finished raising all these small businesses and raising the funds needed, then the government can now help us um, d- d- settle infrastructural issues and that's that that's effectively a chicken and egg problem one must come before the other but the other one needs to come before the first one comes how do you square that circle is that is that how does that argument sound to you
1: what the argument um uh i will describe it as a lame argument okay uh lame in the sense that um, it is just an escape route by the government <laughs> Okay. Uh, because um, in any system, there must be leadership. Hmm. Uh-huh. the leader provides the roadmap. Hmm. This is where we are going, and on the basis of that, we'll be able to say yes. If we get to this direction, we will find solution. Hmm. Uh, so, government, you saying, well, uh, private individuals can provide mm. which they are providing anyway but the private individual that are providing are providing at their own expense mm. if you construct the road uh, of course you know because you are just a startup right uh, you need to maintain that route every time or every season mm. when the rain comes the rain will somehow create some other damages Mm. uh, then you need to um, maintain that so you cannot uh keep focus on your production line you discover that your um spendings keep increasing so if government wants stability those are things that government can do and it's you know, because government uses large-scale supply, okay. uh, the large-scale production processes and the supply of um, 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 infrastructure have a long-term effect on every business. Mm. And it reduces the costs mm. associated with every business. So it's not for government to... Um, to say the, the, the private sector should first of all, mm, you mm. know, uh, start uh, production and then they come in. That's why you see even in urban settings, there are a lot of distortion. Why is this so? Because the private individuals do not have all the skills to be able to do what is required. Mm. For example, construction the road. Okay. You know, okay. you need dimension. It need it and all of that and um, spacing that uh, that is required right but the private individual may not have all the all that is needed to create that avenue but if it is government it has the capacity and the ability to do that so it is for government to be focused and ensure that there is consistency in what it is doing right. providing services for its people and it is not difficult we have the money countries that developed have developed because government played the leading role Mm. and playing the leading role has a long-term effect because it allowed the private individual to focus on their core duties and it promotes and increases the level of employment Uh, because every individual now will say look if this is my area of operation i focus in this area Mm. Uh, but where there are um a lot of pressure coming that are not part of the production processes then we have ourselves where we are so government must as a matter of necessity play a leading role have a roadmap for development have a roadmap for providing the basic materials for the commerce of this nation to grow if we want our system to normalize if we want our people to come out of poverty there is every need for government to play that leading role because um, look at what is happening even in the educational sector for example when government is trying to withdraw many many people cannot pay their fees
0: Right, 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 So
1: government must subsidize to a point where people have enough income to help themselves. Mm. Even if you are a government, even if you are a government worker, and not everybody can pay for a private university. Okay. In the public university, you saw what was happening, where government increased charges from forty thousand or thirty thousand to 150 right <laughs> everybody was demonstrating uh, you know because many families cannot raise 130,000 mm. mm. uh, so all of these are ways in which government must consciously work towards and ensuring that uh, it reduces the level of poverty and increases the level of productivity in the economy so
0: i want to uh, I'm, I want to veer off tangent a little bit okay. uh, I mean I guess this is still connected to the economy but on this point you just raised a number of developed nations well okay, I guess there are two tiers of nations but some developed nations in the world do not subsidize tertiary education mm-hmm. they make basic education free mm-hmm. but tertiary education is not is not subsidized in any way yeah. so it's something that's people are aware of. It's something that people take on debt for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. to pay off. Um, that's not the system we've had in Nigeria mm-hmm. up until this point. Even now, I believe it's still subsidized to some degree, yeah. Not even though not, not yes. to the level at which it was um, yes. last year or so. So do you think that that because there, uh, what, what we've seen is that there, there are two schools of thought, and you're coming at this as an economist and mm. as a, a a public servant, yeah. a civil servant. So there are two schools of thought. There are the people that say government shouldn't be subsidizing so many of these things. For example, there are people that were very happy when the fuel subsidy was removed. Mm. Same people were also happy when government stopped subsidizing tertiary education because they said it frees up funds mm. to. For government to get involved in other meaningful parts of society do you subscribe to that school of thought or are you with the school of thought that says we should help people in all spheres of society as much as we can be it field be it um public education be it healthcare what well, if you are making
1: um a comparative analysis hmm. right you will look at the history right of those nations hmm. for instance now let me give a simple one if you take the u.s for example best best case scenario uh, yeah. best case scenario hmm. uh, they didn't start where they are today hmm. Hmm. Uh, they started at a point where everybody received subsidy in fact as it is now people still receive subsidy hmm. in the u.s for example, you right. give birth, uh, you, you get subsidy for all the you know baby things and all of those things. But coming to education, uh, those nations started uh, by subsidizing education okay. and ensuring that uh, for a number of years, such that a, a large proportion of the population Become income any population, hmm. uh, but you see in Nigeria, many more than them, uh, let me say f- sixty to seventy percent are just living on day to day meal, where somebody is just working to feed himself, hmm. uh-huh. and you look at some of the um, um, the students that you have, for example, on the campus, if you take the st- statistics, you discover that there are quite um, maybe sixty percent of people whose parents are co farmers. Mm. When I mean co-farmer, I mean somebody who is just using hoe and cutlass okay. to farm and his income parano income parano is not up to 200 or three hundred thousand. Mm. now if you want this person to also train his child mm. because education is one of the key things that remove poverty mm. from the life of a, mm. a human being mm. whether it's social poverty mental poverty economic poverty mm. education mm. helps in removing it so now, you have people that uh, the father has to sell goods, the father has to sell chicken, the father has to sell his corn to raise 40000 hmm. to come to school, which is the large chunk of the population. You cannot begin to say, let's compare ourselves with the U.S. Those are countries that have well-developed structures, hmm. well-developed educational systems. We have developed schemes for those who can who want to take advantage of the existing scheme. Hmm. Hmm. Have you taken a look at the loan scheme for Nigeria? It will baffle you (laughs) or what it is. (laughs) So uh, for people that are able to take that loan scheme, there's every possibility that immediately after graduation you are going to be employed Hmm. but you know in nigeria you can graduate in the next five years six years Hmm. ten years you are still unemployed Hmm. how do you pay that money right how do you pay that money then you say okay whoever is taking um whoever is signing as guarantor becomes liable (laughs) you have not provided employment for the person Mm. You have not created an environment for the person to engage in meaningful self-employment. And then you tell him that go and borrow that money so that you can pay. How does the person pay? So those are the issues. So if you see countries where uh, people can go and take loan for themselves to educate themselves, you can be 100% sure that immediately after graduation, Mm there's career waiting for him Mm. to develop Mm. to pay and if he is hard working he's able to offset that payment Mm. Uh, but here if you want to build a house you build on your own Mm. but there Mm. you can just go for a mortgage any type of mortgage is available and you don't need and here so you see here that if only we understand what opportunity that we have and the resilience and the strength of nigerians the government will not play with the nigerians hmm. because i mean an average ordinary nigerian is hustling to make ends meet hmm. uh-huh. and you can bet that if you give this man or this woman opportunity he has capacity to feed himself not only feeding himself feed the nation Mm. so uh i don't believe that um, uh, government should totally hands off education Mm. at all Mm. we must develop to a level some of these countries like america they are more than 200 years Mm. in the process of subsidizing before gradually they now begin to relinquish Mm. how old are we 60 63 So, we have not reached that level where government can say, yes, let everybody begin to take care of himself. There are several people that if you go to a typical village now, even to provide uniform for their children, they don't have money to provide Mm -hmm. that uniform. If you go to some of these local villages, children go to school either with slippers or barefoot. Because the parents are struggling with other means of livelihood, yeah. that is where government can intervene. See this place, there are skills, there are potentials, knowledge is here. Let's help in bringing these people out of the situation they found themselves. Mm. It's not that they want the, what they want, what is happening to them. It's not that they like it, but circumstances have kept them where they are. And it is the responsibility that government should intervene so that these people can also be uplifted. I think that is my own perception. We were,
0: we were talking earlier about um, the fact that most people don't know that skills are an important part of developing the economy of a nation. Yeah. How how are skills connected to developing the economy of the nation? What does that have to do? What does the fact that I like to sing or I like to make music or like we were saying I like to dance? What does that have to do with the nation's economy?
1: Well, the your skill is one of the drivers of the economy. Hmm. Um, but uh, in Nigeria, of course, you know we have. Um, uh focus so much on satisfaction, yeah yeah, and that is part of our undoing. Your skills is driven by your own personal passion, mm. your skill is driven by your personal innate abilities. Your skill is a commitment that you yourself uh, drives it you know to the highest level Hmm. so if skills are allowed to thrive of course for every skill there's reward Mm. Uh once there's reward it means that it enters into the economy (laughs) because that reward becomes an income to the Mm. skill holder Mm. Once the skill holder earns an income, it means that he can also be of benefit to others. Right. Uh-huh. So, the more we, produ- we, we encourage skill, the more we develop and um, allow skill to thrive, the better. Yeah. Because if you see countries that have developed, uh, countries that are thriving economically, what did they do? they allow individuals to focus on their own skills. Hmm. And, you know, here you can, if, if, you, if you take a walk to the city center, you will see, you, it will marvel you that people who are not educated are doing so much. Hmm. Somebody will just, in his own ability, sit down, design an engine, and make it work. Yeah. so what does that that person just need a little mechanization mm, that person needs mm. just a little encouragement maybe pay attention. that person needs just a little marketing so that that skill can blossom mm. and then people can use that to develop the system look at what we are experiencing You, 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 you. people came to look at what we are doing here to look at uh, how we cook, for example. Mm. And they went and developed charcoal stove. And we are importing that charcoal stove mm. into mm. our economy. Yeah. This is what you can do if you go sure. to the city center here. Mm. So why can't we help that individual to say, okay, produce 10,000, we will we take it to this person to help you you know market it why can't we say let's create a market hub where people with similar ideas can work together and say okay i, I don't need to import a, the, the 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 machine that produces bread we have local entrepreneurs here all that we need to do is Ensure that there is stability in the basics. If he need light, let there be light. If he need water, let there be water. So that if it needs uh, the machine needs cooling, he cannot wait until tomorrow before he will be now cool it. Mm. Those are the basic things, and you will see that if we encourage those skills and create hopes of those skills. We discover that this nation will be a great nation because we have ideas, we have capacity, we have potentials. You can go to many of these tertiary institutions. Some of those places, people have made discoveries, but there's nobody to market it for them. People have equipment, but there's no way to take them. Nobody can help increase their production level Mm. beyond the research that they have made. So uh, your skill is very important in the development of the economy. And the more we focus on skill, the better for our nation. Because you can see somebody that uh, can produce, let's say make cake, for example. Mm. You must not carry a certificate. Okay. For you to be recognized, for you to be appreciated, for you to also, you know, have your own niche somehow, you know, to 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 say, ah, okay, government can use this as an opportunity to move me forward. State, local council, community can recognize this, yeah. you know. So we must. Um, come to that point of realization that um, our ability is what drives the economy. And the more we allow that, the better for us. Because the individual that uses his skill commits all of his energy, all of his thinking towards perfecting that which he has acquired. Okay. (laughs)
0: Interesting. Interesting. Um, in, a, in, a, in a moment, I'm going to effectively ask you how we can fix Nigeria okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but before we get to that, how can we, as Christians listening to this podcast, going to church, praying every day that this country will be better? How can we play our part to influence this sphere of economy and commerce? How can we get involved?
1: Well, the 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 Christian should be involved in virtually every aspect of commerce.
0: Okay, so that is um, like you said earlier: production, distribution, consumption. Exactly. Can I add to that question? Right. Just for after, mm-hmm. um, how can the Christian be involved? How can the church also mm-hmm. be involved? That's-
1: yes the 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 christian is part of the global system Hmm. and if you look at um, most of the discoveries actually Hmm. most of the scientific discoveries they are by the christian yeah why because they have an advantage an advantage in terms of having a clear mind, an advantage in terms of sincerity, Mm. an advantage in terms of trust, an advantage in terms of receiving and hearing from God.
0: Right. So if
1: you are a Christian, you should be involved in what is best in your ability whatever For example, your hand finds to do mm. sorry whatever your hand finds to do yes do it, whatever right? your hand is finding to do you should do it with utmost uh, of your ability mm. no christian should be idle mm. because even in genesis 2 that is the first thing that god gave is to go till this land take care of this land right. and the first humans that adam gave birth to one was a farmer mm. one was in husbandry yes nice. so they were not idle mm. they were not idle people so every christian should find what his hand can do what will my hand do what ability do i have so people can go into tailoring for example it's a skill it's ability Christians should not neglect that. People can go into farming. You see, when I talk about farming, it's not going to carry ho and then go No. You can go into pigry. You can go into fishing. You can go into poultry. You can go into different kinds of farming that you don't need to go out. Every child of God should be busy learning and perfecting in those areas of his best ability. So, if, for instance, God has blessed you with um, children, as a father, you be able to identify the skills that God has built in your children. Hmm. For example, uh, one of my sons I saw that he has skills in music, okay, so he began to ask me questions, many things, and I began to guide him. sometimes he received from God mm. I say, okay, once you receive from God, sometimes you you wake up and write it down mm. so that when the day breaks, you begin to perfect that which mm. you have received. Mm okay and over time god is helping him so in this case now what do i do as a father i have a responsibility to say let me build that skill so when he's on holiday i take him to a music school right so that beyond that which god is doing is also learning the contemporary Mm. now he's a student but to the glory of god people are calling him to write music or to write songs and they pay him hmm. it's an income
0: right right
1: okay so i have a daughter the father the mother said well yeah. let her learn tell then we ask her come sit down let's talk when she sat down and she began to talk many things and then we identify no. Her passion is not tailoring. Mm. Her fa- passion is into um, all these saloon things. Alright. Uh-huh. So, what do we say? To well, she's a medical student. But when she's on holiday, she goes to the saloon she learned how to breathe with her hands hmm. she learned how to wash hair she learned how to so the point that the um saloon is where we took her to can confidently leave the saloon to her hmm. and go out and do outside work so what am i trying to dive at uh, christians have a role especially parents to key their children into different areas of commerce. Mm. Have interaction with your children. Interface with everyone. Everybody is unique. Right. And because we are unique, everybody has its own capacity. Your child may be somebody who loves drawing. Mm. Promote that drawing. You never know what will happen tomorrow. That's right your child may be somebody who loves driving take that child to a driving school in most of there are many countries that we have graduate drivers that driver will be driving with skill he's not driving like an ignorant driver who is just any income no he drives with a focus he drives with a vision he drives with a mission Hmm. so Christians must not wait and say let me get government work what are you doing in the event that there is no government work what are you doing to help yourself so all of these are things that uh, we need to do then the other aspect is Christians can work together And people of like minds can play teamwork. That is an area that we don't like taking advantage of. You know, if you look at the Bible, it's very clear that Paul was a tent maker, Mm. even though he was a preacher. Right, right. Okay? So he did not say, Oh, uh, because uh, I'm a preacher now, I don't do this one again. (laughs) No. And you see, in certain places, he was able to identify with other tent brethren Mm. and say, look, let me partner with them. So that is where the church also has a role to play. Where we create that environment where we educate people. We educate people that, look, you don't need to wait for government. Let's take this state, for example. You don't need 10 million to have a factory that processes potato chips. Okay. You don't need 10 million. If you have 3 million, which 2-3 people can partner together and raise that capital? And you begin to learn from there and begin to grow from there. You don't need 10 million to re- have a, a factory, a small factory that... Produces granite pellets, and that granite pellet can be transformed into different types. So, it is we that must, the church must educate its people that the ability that God has given unto us, we should not allow it to waste but many times we are more on praying fasting and all of that Mm. those things are very good right they are excellent but after that what do we do what do we do Mm. we come back to the basics and those basics are using our own hands our own intelligence our own ability to engage in what we need to do to bring about the development of the nation and it will surprise you that if the church can go the extra there are places that it can receive help Mm -hmm. in terms of say okay assuming i need a small machine that can process cassava Mm available. I need a small machine that can slice potatoes. They're available. So it is the responsibility of the church to consciously educate its citizens. Look, stop idling away. Hmm. Stop idling away because there is so much to do in this nation. There is so much to add as value. So, if you go to to some other places, do you know that the church can teach its people on packaging already produced goods? Hmm. For instance, instead of you going to the market and you are buying uh, uh, tomato that is thrown on the ground, the church can teach its people. You can liaise directly with the farmer. Yeah, that's right. And from the farm, you can bring these tomatoes, wash them, package them, and sell. Yeah. So that we will not be waiting and say, oh, government has not done this, mm-hmm. government has not done that. No. Mm-hmm. It is the responsibility of the church to help individuals educate individuals the church also have a responsibility of calling for volunteer trainers you know I, i i i recently you know we we had that training with women okay what do we ask them to do learn how to make soup Mm. so that at least even if you can't make it in large scale the one that you can wash your plate mm-hmm. you can wash your clothes you can and it is amazing a large number of people you know, were interested so the church can freely ask for volunteers and begin to train people Nigerians have ability they are they are willing yeah. if only we show them the direction. Hmm. So there are people that can you can educate them as local as a group, as women, for example, as men. If you have passion in homemaking, if you have passion for um you, you go to some of these places, restaurants are run by men. Mm -hmm. and they make good use of it so we must come to that point where we educate people to uh, be able to accept responsibility to be able to come to that point where they are able to agree and come to terms with the changing realities of our nation Mm -hmm. the church can come and train people look somebody can learn how to do painting Mm. and becomes an expert he becomes a reference point because he does it with so much precision and expertise Mm. Mm. it is the church that can help people the church can help people say look you have desire Uh, you can be a gardener and the person can be trained and he can become an effective gardener Mm. in that you are playing a role look at if you go to certain places you see how people are into flowers right, right. do you know that from this city i don't know whether it is possible. they are doing it now they used to export flowers from this city or oh. flowers <laughs> so there's so much that we have uh, but um a lot of it is left ignorance and chance so the church the individual and if we work together as a team if we begin to consciously you must start from somewhere and when you start from somewhere you begin to grow it and you never can tell the skill you give to somebody today becomes an asset for that person tomorrow Mm -hmm. so uh, the individuals must work the church has a role and the role of the church the men's fellowship can organize and learn skills Mm -hmm. the women fellowship can organize and learn skills the youth wing can organize and learn skills Mm -hmm. and all of those skills can work together for our good in fact if the church wants to be serious the church has the ability to raise capital to acquire any equipment it needs for its members huh. and it can be a revolving capital
0: okay That's Mr
1: that. a has gotten this huh. we give mr a three four five years he keep working and keep returning part of that capital oh, and it goes okay. to another person, Mr huh. B we also get he keep working and it's it's, it's a big huh. source of help and then we also have A situation where individuals can, on their own, voluntarily begin to mentor others. Okay. You can see somebody that, look, this boy has this skill. Mm. I can invest in that person. That is by That was what Abraham was doing with Lot. Mm. Mm -hmm. He was carrying him. Moving him, moving him, until he got to a point where they became self-sufficient. Yeah. To the point they say, "Ah, your flock is mm. too plenty. Your my own is too plenty. Let everybody let separate." Good. Right? So there's a rule there where people who are growing can identify individuals and say, "Let me invest in this life." Hmm. And when you are investing in this life, you become unforgettable okay. because the person that we have invested in keep growing over time and he owes that skill that ability that opportunity and keep glorifying God and glorifying thanking God for the person that I was able to show him the direction yeah. of course there will be challenges of course there will be abuses of course there will be mismanagement yeah. But we must not lose focus of a vision. (laughs) And I can tell you, if you've seen what is happening in Israel, a desert land Mm. made the most beautiful land. Mm. Why? The capacity of the people, the resilience of the people, the opportunity available and utilizing it. And we have all of those things in Nigeria. We have all of those things in the church. We have all of those things in our youth. And the earlier we begin to also inculcate (laughs) this as part of our preaching effort, Hmm. the better. So that everything that we are doing actually the life of a christian is completely spiritual right there's no compartmentalization mm-hmm. yes. uh, so my skill god i should carry god in my skill. Mm-hmm. i should carry god in my career mm-hmm. so that people will not say ah now nah, you are teaching people how to do business on the altar mm-hmm. no, it is the, the business is part of our life right right so people should begin to come to that point of you know, understanding. The church must do more. Individuals need to do more. Units need to do more so that uh, we can become part of the business and commerce aspect of this nation. And the, the opportunities are there. The market is there. And all you need to do Is just to take risk,
0: take risk. Thank you, sir. Um, So you've talked a lot about how important it is for us to build up skills and not not just building up the skills. We need foundational knowledge as well. You mentioned this when you said somebody is in a bank, he's working in marketing, yet Mm -hmm. his foundation was in engineering. He doesn't have those skills. So this is, these are things on the part of the individual. And bringing this up to ask you, we're in, unfortunately, we're in a situation in mm-hmm. this country where the individual has to provide for just about everything. Mm-hmm. There are very few things that the government provides as, as, as public services to, you know what I mean? uh, to, to its citizens. <laughs> Um, most people deal with getting their own water mm-hmm. themselves. Most people, um, p- power is now a private, it's mm-hmm. not a private enterprise. It's not really, um, de- it doesn't really have much dealings with the government. Um, you're dealing with roads, communities build roads. Like mm-hmm. you said, you have, you ha- you're dealing with them. You have a, a factory, you're the one that will pave the road mm-hmm. to that place. You're the one that will deal with all your infrastructure challenges if we're in a nation where this is the case, where the individual has to do so much of, has to play so much, that is traditionally the role of the government, how can we, in in this unique situation, play our part to make the economy better?
1: Well, um, we can, in our own little way, learn to make sacrifices okay how so um because we can um, make this economy better by our own little contribution okay like whatever government is not able to provide Hmm. we can work as a community Hmm. see look let's do community effort to provide whatever will be convenient for us. Hmm. Of course that require a lot of education. Right, it require right. a lot of persuasion. Right. It requires a lot of you know cooperation, cooperation yeah. from you know many people hmm. like that. Uh, so if we do that um then we'll be able to make our own little contribution to the growth of the economy. Okay. That's Uh, Also, we also need to uh, reach out, especially for those who have um, a higher economic power, Mm. uh, so that um, we also recognize our individual specialties and our own contribution. Mm. Uh, You can be in a community... You may not have the time to come and dig, but you can provide the money. So you somebody can dig, somebody provides the money. Mm-hmm. So in that, we can create a synergy. And in many communities, that's already being done. I have seen where communities contribute to dig gutters around mm-hmm. about their roads to ensure that the road is more motorable. We are seeing where communities contribute to higher private security mm. to ensure that they are able to get some element of safety. Mm. They are also contributing. Uh, we have also other forms of contribution that individuals make personally. Uh, for instance, if you are uh, if you are in a house and you decide to have your own well for example mm. instead of constituting a challenge to the community you have also contributed in your own way and you see in certain places you see people who will not only use it for themselves but also use it for the community there are hours in which you can um, allow people to come and fetch the water and use and there are hours in which you also use it for your own personal song. Mm. so by that you are also uh, reducing the hardship that other members of the community may be facing in your neighborhood so those are little little contribution mm. that individuals can also uh, help in growing the
0: economy so. personal and community sacrifices yes, yes. thank you sir yes. so now I told you this was coming. (laughs) If you were building a blueprint Mm. for restarting the economy of Nigeria, if tomorrow you were appointed governor of the central bank, I think that's the head of economic policy in this country, and you had unlimited resources, you had unlimited reach, how would you go about it? Now, we're asking this because there are many across our Listenership. there are people who are in various positions where mm-hmm. they can effect one or two of the changes that you would recommend here. So mm-hmm. just generally speaking, how would you go about it?
1: Well, the first thing is, um, if I have the opportunity, mm. is to, first of all, engage in an assessment of, one, community needs, two, mm state needs
0: okay
1: and then that will integrate into the nation. Hmm. Because um you can go to a community and what they need is road. You can go to another community and what they need is water. Hmm. You can go to another community what they need is electricity. Hmm. So it is not a one all fit cap. Hmm. Hmm. It is for you to do an assessment and say, okay, uh, if I'm to develop this area, what is the need of this area? Then you channel resources to meet those needs. And when you meet those needs, the people themselves become custodians of those services. Because, for example, I need road. You give me electricity. I don't care about what the electricity is doing. What mm, I need, yeah, a road. what I need is road. Mm. And if you give me that road, I will defend that road. I will yeah. ensure that that road lasts. Hmm. So it is for us to say, okay. Based on this community, this is a farming community. What do these farming need? They need a dam. You provide the dam. This is a community. What does this community need? This community needs a tractor or a set of tractors where they can come and hire and begin to farm. Hmm. You cannot give somebody who needs a dam a tractor. It doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't do anything to that person. So uh, it's for government to say, okay, let's develop a roadmap. What are the primary priorities of communities, of states? And of a nation then we channel resources to meet those needs and those you know those priorities keep increasing and changing mm-hmm. once we provided road the next thing the person may be looking for may be different from road right uh-huh. so he may now need probably an industry mm. and you say okay let's have a startup here where people can you know gainfully be employed mm or you may say okay once we have had we have the road the next thing we need is the electricity let's see how we can reduce spending on generators and remaining in darkness to now you know focus on electricity so uh, individuals have capacity individuals have ability communities have needs and it is when you meet those needs that people own those resources hmm. because they feel that look oh, I ask for corn, you give me corn. Hmm. That is what I'm going to use. But when I ask for corn and you gave me cutlass, <laughs> you have mismatched my need. Yeah. So I may not value the cutlass as much as the corn that hmm. I need. So Those are the things that we need to do to fix our nation. If we want to fix it, it's a very, very simple thing to do because our topography is different. Hmm. Our vegetation is different. Our people have that resilience, but we live in areas that have different needs. Hmm. So it is on the basis of those needs that development can take place. It is on the basis of those needs that the community will own that resource that you provided because those resources that you have provided for them, they are satisfied and they are able to manage those resources. So, uh, to fix this country is not difficult. It's just that we are using politics, we are using religion, we are using tribe Mm -hmm. to deceive the people. And you know, the deception is more on the lower class, Mm. the poor, because the rich have a way of settling themselves. Even if they come out politically, religiously different, they meet again and resolve their differences. But it is the poor that always fight for the rich, unfortunately. (laughs) and kill themselves kill their brothers Mm. kill their sisters because of those differences you see the poor man will go and kill his uncle because of political difference but the rich man does not do that Uh, so that is why we keep emphasizing the fact that education will give you more than certificate Mm. because it brings enlightenment it brings knowledge and it opens your scope of reasoning your scope of reasoning is increased and diversified yeah. so if you go to most of these places even in the corner where there's crisis is among the poor yeah. the rich are always sitting together yeah. and so we must come to that point where we say let's educate our people let's keep talking let's keep you know impacting knowledge on them so that they will be able to know that yes this nation can be developed this nation can grow this nation has all more than all it needs to be a great nation this nation has all the potential human material to be a great nation and it will take us the citizens To develop to grow this nation and become a prosperous nation in this nation you find where there are diamonds Mm -hmm. in this nation you find where there's gold in this nation you find where there's there's virtually nothing that you need that will make a nation great that is not available in this nation look at this place here you see People have turned this rock to money. Mm. But we are wasting it. Eh? Rather, we are importing the one that is coming from foreign (laughs) land. This one that we have here, if only we can polish it to the taste, it will last 100 times better than what we are importing. Uh, But we have not gotten to that level. So probably we keep you know, educating one another, we keep growing one another. We must believe in this nation.
0: Hmm.
1: Because anywhere you go, you remain a foreigner. Right. Except for this nation. So it has all that is needed. God has given us all that we need. God has given us all the ability and the the knowledge. All that is many is for us to have good governance good policy and ensure that what is readily available for the citizens is given to the citizens
0: thank you for your time thank
1: you very much it's a pleasure
0: it was it was it was a really enlightening episode (laughs) thank you And thank you for joining us this week on the show. If you have questions or comments, be sure to send them in to youth 4 apc at gmail.com. That's Y-O-U-T-H number 4 E-P-C at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to Youth Vibes wherever you get your podcasts. Also turn on notifications so that you don't miss a single episode. This episode of Youth Vibes was produced and mixed by yours truly in collaboration with Decapati Church Youth Ministry. Special thanks to Plankat Musa, Nathaniel Danbury, Ovee and Nkami Iwara. That's it for your vibes this week. We'll see you right here next week.